Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Fake Nerds Watch. This is the first episode. I'm so excited to be here because it's the first episode of Monarch Legacy of Monsters, uh, developed by Chris Black and Matt Fraction. Um, we are here going to talk about the second TV series, but first live action series within the MonsterVerse uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV Plus right now. Um, I am Brandon C. McClure with me on this journey uh, it, through the past, present, Middle past, mostly the past, and some of the present is no. It's all the past, actually. It's all set in the past. There's nothing set in the present. It's all set in nope. the past. Um, with me as always on this journey through the past is Sparks Woody. Yes, I I am Ryan uh, from 1952. That's why I'm like staticking in next to him. Mm. It's not the green screen. And Ryan Eliopoulos. Hi guys, we're here to ask: Is the real legacy of monsters man? We'll find out. Uh, yeah, we're so we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of Monarch Legacy of Monsters, uh, Aftermath, directed by Matt Shackman and written by Chris Black, and Departure, also directed by Matt Shackman and written by Chris Black. Uh, I love you, Matt Shackman. You're the best. Um, all right. So let's get right into it. Um, these first two episodes dropped on the same day a couple of weeks ago. We're getting to this a, uh, a couple of weeks late at this time. Um, but I'm so excited to be here because um, this show is great. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a winner. What do you guys think? I think it's very easy to see like, wow, you can have p people you care about in monster movies. You just got to put effort into it. Look how hard. Look at that. Also, a lot of more extra time. But uh, this was great. I love it. I think the direction's great. I think the effects are top notch. Uh, again, we don't get a lot of kaiju, but we do get kaiju in like almost every episode. So like, uh, I think it's so far, it's a, just a, a banger. Uh, I'm partial to both Matt Fraction and Matt Shackman, the Matt's. Uh, uh, one of them is the reason I have an Iron Man tattoo. So, like, I was hoping the show was going to be good just from the outset. And, uh, yo, man, they did something really cool here. Like, Apple's got a really good show. Sparks? Yeah, so far, uh, first, you know, couple episodes in, we've seen the third at this point, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, it's really good. I, I think looking back on when they were like, we're doing a Godzilla show on Apple. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> I don't know guys. They're like, we're going back to 2014 Godzilla. And I'm like, wow. They're like, we're going to explore the inner workings of Monarch. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I, this might kill it. <laughs> and like, this was coming out of Godzilla versus Kong at the point where I was like, maybe, maybe they should just lean into like, cool monster stuff because they just can't seem to get people like outside of skull island uh like i i think a lot of the human characters not all but a lot have been wanting mm -hmm. in the monster verse um and now we're here and i'm like oh i just didn't know you had this in you where, like, you, where have you been <laughs> where has this been and the answer is like what you said yeah. you needed you needed creative people to come to the monster verse they were not people who were already there <laughs> uh yeah i think it's really i think it's really impressive um obviously apple has thrown a lot of money into this oh yeah uh which it shows and it and it makes it look great it's seamless between the films and the show yeah um it, which is incredibly impressive uh and mm -hmm. i think they did a really smart thing in choosing a character from skull island which has hands down the best cast of characters at least in one of the monsterverse films to start building outward from 
uh, via John Goodman's character. I think that was very smart. Um, and it makes it... I know we've had Godzilla and Kong together in a movie, but this is the thing that makes like Skull Island actually feel like it cohesively weaves in the films in a in a logical way because like yeah they've been connected but i mean like has that shit mattered <laughs> like honestly it was a way to get kong and godzilla together yeah that's yeah the, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. but like you got all that monarch stuff in yeah. skull island and all that and it's like oh yeah because that's like the group of godzilla and it's like yeah but none of the skull island shit's ever referenced again until like they get to kong and then it's like a whole different group of people that you've never seen before and the circumstances of skull island are so different it's like it doesn't even really matter mm -hmm. uh but here it's like, nah, this is like Godzilla and Kong, both of those things, Skull Island and, and that film are central to the establishment of this universe. And uh, I think they make that feel not just like um, really well interconnected, but meaningful yeah. um, in how they're connected. And that's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> you were about to say something else. And you're like, no, no, it's just impressive. No, I was, uh, yeah, it it just it just is like you, I think you, I'm trying to think of like some kind of MCU contemporary comparison that I'd have for this, and I really can't because I I think that that it's there's I don't think there's been a a project in the MCU that retroactively made something that didn't uh feel like it was connected suddenly feel connected. Mm, yeah, sure. yeah. I, I guess I guess really. I it's not it's not comparable would be like Hawkeye for Daredevil but like that's not the same um and like this is this is truly like having rewatched Skull Island and Godzilla in the lead up to this um because it had been a while and and I really love one of those movies and I enjoy the other one um and it really made Monarch feel like the thing that those movies want you to want to tell you that it is, but they kind mm -hmm. of like Skull Island can't show you very much because mm -hmm. of the nature of what that movie's doing. Mm -hmm. And Monarch is just giving you an idea of something that exists without really explaining it. Um, and it's really impressive to go back to what I think, like going back to what we said initially, like when we hear about the show and everything, I was like, this sounds like the toughest nut to crack. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we we're going to make the organization that studies monsters interesting. And I'm like, that feels like maybe the hardest thing to do right now with the MonsterVerse is yeah. to explore this group that I am mildly interested in just because, like, you keep saying Monarch, and I'm like, connective tissue, got it. Uh, well, and then Godzilla versus Kong, Godzilla versus Kong just outright, it's like, nah, we don't care anymore. Yeah. You know what I'll say? You know what I'll say? I'll, here's, here's the good comparison. It's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the end of season one, baby. It's that, it's that, it's that tie into Winter Soldier. That's feel. what I was thinking. It's that. It's that. It. It's that. Hey, man, this is really. This is really the shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is really like you took something that was already pretty good in the movies and you made it even more impactful, even more meaningful on another level by virtue of the show opportunity you had. That is the comparison. That's the one I was looking for. I, um, from a strict branding perspective, I think calling this Monarch Legacy of Monsters is a huge mistake. Um, because like call it like Godzilla Legacy of Monarch or something like that. Because like people are going to go to Apple TV Plus, and that, admittedly, I was egg on my face. I was wrong. People are watching the show. It's doing really well. It's number one on Apple's charts every single time um, because they marketed the hell out. This this is the Godzilla show. 
I think some of that probably legwork probably didn't need to need to be done. But I um I was always kind of interested in Monarch just in general from the first Godzilla movie and Kong Skull Island, both movies I do I do love. And like I'm looking at this like, wow, okay, we're we're going back to the first Godzilla movie. I love that movie. I'm so into kind of like diving into that tone and 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 really like what the aftermath of that's going to be before we get to King of the Monsters. So something a little bit more grounded, not not as silly as that as the monster verse becomes. Um, I'm I'm there for it. So like I wanted this show, and I'm glad that the show is the show I wanted, but I didn't trust that they would give it to me. Yeah. And what is what I really like about the show is like we are exploring Monarch, but like this, I thought this was going to be like Agents of Shield for for like before sure. I saw the show. Like we are going to be in Monarch headquarters. It's going to be only Monarch people, and really, like they're kind of the bad guys half the time because they're like pursuing our main characters. Like we're not really getting that much more info You're on Monarch as like like it's more piecemeal. And I find that way more interesting because like it is a shady organization, and like the fact that like Godzilla's blowing up San Francisco and they're just like taking pictures. I'm like, oh yeah, these guys suck. And I think that's a really interesting approach instead of just being we're all the guys in the field. Uh, what I what I like about it is that while not doing anything necessarily to directly tie into King of the Monsters, I do feel like it is in conversation with the sense that Monarch is not a wholly good like when you're in yeah. the 2014, the perspective is like they're a good organization. Um, and like Skull Island, same thing. Like they just, you know, for the most part, they just want to be aware of what's going on with the monsters and figure it out. And like, when you get to King of the Monsters, it's more complicated than that. Like there are different interests inside of the organization. There are different things that different people want. Mm -hmm. It's far more complicated. And I feel like this is rather than like showing how like it went, it got to there from 2014 and saying it was kind of already there in 2014. You just didn't see it. Yeah. And like that, that, and I like, because there's a lot of reasons why this dual time period storytelling is working and we'll get into all of them. But one of them is the fact that like, you're seeing the like, you know, um, small team got a lot of gumption. We just want to do something to help the world uh, idea of Monarch as it begins and contrasted at the same time against what it turns into like this government funded thing yeah the more that Military. their hands get into it the more that it gets complicated yeah yeah um away from its initial like what the trio wanted monarch to be yeah one of the things that i think is really interesting and admittedly this is a line coming from the th- from the third episode but i think it's present in the first two um is is that sarazawa who were introduced to in in godzilla um as this kind of like kind of dweeby like monster fan who's like you know push pursuing his father's life's work of trying to figure out trying to find Godzilla he's never seen Godzilla but he's kind of like he's do, he's doing what we're seeing in the past these like the, these three people do and that, so that's the perspective of Monarch in that movie is just through Sarazawa and I like the idea that Sarazawa is on the outskirts He's not the face of Monarch. He's in Monarch. He's just not the at the modern day where we meet them in 2014, 2015, this show. He's over here. He's the crackpot theories of he's, I just want to do, I just want to look for monsters, and you guys are kind of mean about it. I think there's I think there's like kind of an implication, and I think this is in episode three, so I won't go too far into it because Sarah's always mentioned in three. Yeah. Um uh that 
he's more important because of 2014. Yeah. Yes. Like prior to that, he was far more the like what you're talking about, like the side guy yeah. in it. And like everybody like his perspective on Godzilla's like there were definitely people inside of Monarch who were like his perspective on Godzilla's wrong. Like there's no way that Godzilla's here to keep the balance and all this kind of stuff. Sarah's always proven right. And so he becomes a far more prominent figure in Monarch going forward, which is yeah. where like the contrast of like the good minded and the bad minded figures of Monarch comes into play in King of the Monsters, like regardless of how effectively that story is told. Uh, that is like an idea of where Monarch is going. And also like, again, what I like about the show is saying like that, that was kind of going on. Um, mm -hmm. You just couldn't see it in the 2014 film because there was no time to, to, to do that kind of storytelling in that movie. But like, Hey, the, like it was not, it was already kind of like shifty in that way. Um, and I think that's, I think that's a good point. Uh, it's about like, I, I'm so, I'm just so pleased that like, we knew John Goodman was going to be involved to an extent. So when we get to that first episode opening, like, okay, here it is. This is why they got John Goodman back. Like, and I was like, man, what, what would they get John Goodman back for? And then you get the tie in of like, this is really, really deeply about him and yeah. his history with the, with Monarch. And I'm like, that's really smart. That's just really smart because I do think like the obvious, the more obvious answer, right. The more obvious choice. And this is again, like that cohesion with Skull Island stuff would have been to put Sarazawa central. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think it was so smart to not do that. Um, and it was also very smart to not to find a way to tell a story that still gets so much tie back to Japan because of who Randa is in love with, who he marries, who his kids are. Uh, so you keep that like this is a this is a American Japanese like joint kind of thing yeah, yeah uh as is the feeling of the original uh the, the 2014 godzilla and like the purpose of of acknowledging like japan's importance in the story and that kind of stuff so smart so smart i didn't yeah. see it coming at all yeah um thrilled me yeah when it got revealed that that that, that young guy was randa i was like oh shit that's so what we're doing so the 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 first episode starts i'm just going to give context for the for the audience um yeah yeah sort of the first episode, um, we're introduced to this to this young girl, this young girl whose father has just died, or she believes has died, um, and she uh, goes. She has found a key to another apartment where her father had another family, um, yeah. and so it's turned re realized that that she has a brother she'd never heard, she'd never knew about the whole other family that she's never known about. So these two families. Uh, so, so now she has to, and she's kind of like through that swept up into this whole, well, now I, well, now my dad, now I know that my dad worked for Monarch. Um, what does that mean? And then we get, and we're also getting like flashbacks of what is the end of uh, what we learn in, in the, in, at the end of her grandmother's life, essentially. Um, right. Because she, at the, the, I think it's your background currently. Yeah. Um the kind of like the the eggs they're searching for this nest uh in in a chernobyl like area uh in russia i believe yeah i'm um, oh, go ahead no i was gonna say it's it's again only watching the first episode i thought that was gonna be at the end we see of this character uh, of the grandmother <laughs> and it's so it is so bold and like you really have to like one believe in your scripts enough to go like okay so we know this character dies 
So like to have it then go reverse of how we got there is really smart. And you really got to trust your audience. And again, like be really good creatives to like do that kind of storytelling. And I think it absolutely worked. Cause like by the time when episode two happened, we realized it's a flashback within the flashback we're seeing. I'm like, damn, okay. All right. This is how these people meet and they fall in love and how Wyatt Russell's involved. And I'm like, man, this is really cool. And it's not, it's not just traditional A to B to C storytelling. This entire show is weaving. Uh, now, 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 uh, the first time watching the credits, it's like a dual narrative thing. And then yeah. when you see it, you realize the next episode, like, oh, I see why they're doing that. It's like, it's really smart. It's a really smart show. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think that the the nonlinear storytelling is really smart, um, especially because, like, for the most part, our 2014 time period, uh, 2015, I should say, 2015 time period um, is linear. Mm -hmm. There are mm -hmm. moments where it will slip out of being linear. Um, but for the most part, that story stays progressively linear, but all the jumping back stuff can, you can jump back to all these different points. And I think they've done a very good job of like each episode is you're, you're, you might be at a different point than you were in the, the episode before, but they'll stay in that relative, like, what is the arc here at this point in time? Right. Um, so like you said, like, uh, the, the first episode is, you know, the, the, where they lose the grandmother, um, and that's the arc. But the uh, second episode jumps back further in time. But the arc is um, how they come together in the first time they encounter a Titan. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the arc. And then you move on to the next episode. It's a different point in time, but but it has a consistent arc. So I think that's really, really sharp. And I think they do a good job of like starting you off and establishing you like you're going to want to pay attention to time. Um, mm -hmm. When we tell you what the what the year is you're going to want to pay attention to that. You're going to want to look at that. And they throw because more of that at you in the first episode than they do in any other so far. Mm -hmm. um, because you also start with the John Goodman stuff. You also have um, her flashbacks to 2014 uh, with Godzilla mixed in there, as well as like being in the 2015 time period. So you got a lot of different things that are being thrown at you. Oh, because you mentioned that, I really like how they handle her PTSD. Uh, in relation to Godzilla, um, yeah, because we see us because she keeps having flashbacks to the 2014 event to the attack on San Francisco, uh, G Day as they call it. And um, one of the things that I thought was really um, bold, yeah, I'll say bold. They kill a busload of kids. Oh yeah, yeah. In the beginning of the show, um, and I was uh, because like in Godzilla 2014, we see the heroic bus driver that like plows through the blockade and like gets out of there, and then. What a hero what a hero and then like we see the the bus like behind him we've never seen that bus that bus yeah. takes a dive right makes it yeah. makes it feel more real and well, like, more, like, yeah. like it's a real event that happens and it, it traumatizes people what i think is really good about it is like in the 2014 film when you watch it godzilla crashes through the bridge because godzilla is turning away from the jets firing at him yes and like you know there's no malicious intent to it he's just that's where he moves and like it's unfortunate but like that's his big thing. He moves and that's how it goes in the show. You get that like personal from her perspective context of like, sure does look like he went and destroyed that bridge yes. because he hates people. And you have to like equate that even like, regardless of the fact that you might rationally go like he saved the city from the other monsters and left. Um, You were still on that bridge. He is still giant monster. Yeah he still killed people in front of you. Like that's still traumatizing regardless of if you're like, he's also good monster. He also just can do this. 
one of the things that I think is so interesting about Godzilla 2014 that I've always loved is that it's so clearly that Godzilla, um, it, it's a little weird to say this, but like Godzilla's not trying to destroy the city. He, if you watch the movie, from the, when the movie is not at the perspective of a human, when it's in the omnipresent perspective of just watching what Godzilla is doing, which isn't yeah. rare, which isn't, uh, uh, frequent but it does happen he's moving between the buildings through the streets he's never outright going out of his way to attack a building or crush through a building or something like that as you just mentioned in the golden gate bridge thing he it's an accident he doesn't mean to do it um right. and what i like about what I, I like that in the movie i think that's really smart i think it's really cool in the movie um but what i like about the what the show has reframed it as is well that is the case from the omnipresent perspective but when you're there, when you're on the ground, it makes it feel much more scary, much more real because it 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 makes and it kind of like creates this idea of like, well, at the end of that movie, what's the news headline? Savior of city question mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and if you were there in San Francisco watching this, if you were on that bridge and you saw a busload of children just just fall to their deaths you're not thinking he's the savior of the city and it creates such a much more nuanced look at Godzilla that I think is really interesting that we've never really had in the monster verse. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, I think it also like feeds into the idea of like what they want to capture with Titans, especially like Godzilla, this isn't new of, of representational, like they want them to be equitable to a force of nature. Yes. Um, and like a force of nature doesn't mean to ruin your home or kill your family. Um, but it can, uh, yeah. and like, that's, that's where, where he ends up. Um, and I, I do think that's handled really, really well by like just shifting that perspective from the same, the same framing. I think it's, I, I, I think it's even better. Like they're really smart to have used something so focal from the movie rather than like made up a moment we didn't see. Yeah. 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 Um, like Skull Island, which I'm totally fine with. I have no clue when Randa could have possibly done that. <laughs> because um, he's running after the mother long legs, which we only see in the one scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh and and like he went to take a pee break. I have yeah, I have zero idea when he could have possibly had this whole thing happen to him. Um because like there's just there is I watched the movie, there's I really can't figure it out where that would possibly happen. Yeah. Um I don't give a shit. Uh, the no. storytelling element of it is so good for like what it means for the rest of the story of what the show is doing. Like, I, I don't expect we'll see Goodman again, maybe a single scene if there's like a little bit more out of the video to get or something uh, of what he left. But I don't expect we'll see his character again, uh, him playing the character again. But um, it doesn't matter whether it would like fit in the movie framework or not, because I'm like, that was such a you needed that for all of this to work for the show after and all everything that is happening through the family, through um, all their ties to each other is so well crafted Mm -hmm. that I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care if that doesn't make sense (laughs) where it happened in the movie. There's a lot of small retconning happening in the show, which I'm, I don't mind. It's interesting to see though, because like, you know, continuity can be a, a blessing and a curse. Right. Like if you want if you if you need to like if your desires to hold so strictly to continuity, I'm not saying it can't happen that good storytelling can't ha- can't come from it. But it's kind of what we talked about with Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Right. Like there's a lot of Star Trek Strange New Worlds that has decided to be like, yeah, we're going to 
we're going to fudge some things. We're going to bend some things. We're going to kind of, because that's what's more interesting for the story. Um, and here Monarch, if Monarch had like stuck, had like tried to find like what you were saying, Sparks of like, well, let's, let's find an event in, in San Francisco that we didn't see, or let's try and find a way that Randa could have had a, had a little side adventure real quickly. Like if you, or maybe he survived the skull crawler, like all that kind of cheapens it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so like, if you want, so, so you have to kind of make the decision. Well, like, well, as long as we're in conversation with the, with the films that we're based on, but we're, we're, we're not disrespecting them by changing them. We're just saying, this is the more interesting way the story needs to go. Right. And I, and I think that's kind of the point that I was wanting to make is, is the negotiation with Canon is really smart because you mm -hmm. make a choice to, this probably doesn't really make sense or work, but it's foundationally important that John Goodman's character goes and does this right now. Yes. So we're going to make this scene happen. Um, and then later, uh, we want that impact. The smartest thing we can do right now is show the perspective from something we saw in the 2014 movie different rather than create something that we didn't see. Uh, and right. that's going to be more impactful. So like it's making those choices on like, where is canon more important to adhere to? Um, where does it benefit the show more? And it benefits the show more to specifically reference something you saw in the movie for that moment on the bridge. And it benefits the show more to be like, Goodman got away for a moment. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> like he just did it. And, and like, go. story it, begins. It absolutely could have been more egregious for like, oh, we're following him a week in Skull Island and like he gets yeah. attacked by a monster. It's a couple minutes. So like I'm able to fudge that a lot better than like him trying to actually have an actual adventure on his own in the midst of a movie he was in. Yeah. Like it's a couple minutes. So look, like I I yeah, it's look, it's, he still yeah. got he still got his bandage from when they fell out of the plane. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take that as a win. So there like absolutely they could have forgotten that detail and then it'd be like i really don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's because like um and we'll talk about more with episode three but like the conversation with canon is really interesting and 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 the like of like we're going we're seeing other perspectives from other sides and we are revisiting things we've seen in these first two in these first two monsterverse movies but like it, it it can't restrict us it can't restrict our story so we need so and the story needs to come first not the canon um right. and that's really smart and i and i really appreciate that they're doing that um something that you said earlier about um the godzilla savior of our city question mark uh, got got me thinking about like something about when we're in japan mm. and we're seeing all the up. stuff the, for the, the preparation to if mm -hmm. there is a titan attack i think it's so interesting that like Godzilla is the representational symbol of a Titan attack, regardless of if the if the fact is that they're anticipating it being him or not, mm -hmm. because yeah. he's the only Titan living that they know publicly what he looks like. Mm -hmm. So they like they can't reference uh, another one. They can't they can't think of like like they're not going to show the Muto. It's like okay, it's going to be the Godzilla design, but like technically, most people. A lot of people look at Godzilla as, as a protector, not a, a necessarily an attacker. Uh, so I think that's really interesting that like the duality of how the public image of Godzilla has to be. Yeah. I also uh, love the taxi driver who's just like, it didn't happen. It was, it was all CGI. fake. Yeah, it's all fake. Oh, I mean, that's like, again, like. Dude, there literally, are literally yeah. like you could have just flown to San Francisco the next week and you would know that's not true. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Those type of people exist in the real world. You know, like people who deny real atrocity, like 9-11 truth, there's Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Like those kind of people like do exist. And I'm like, y'all just go outside. 
that's yeah. all you gotta do like yeah, yeah. come on like it's it is kind of realistic in a silly way especially especially like being being where he is in japan and then san francisco and like those two being like focal uh trans trans um tra- 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 travel points between each other i was looking for a different word and i couldn't find it travel points between each other for like global business oh, yeah. trans transcontinental maybe but like for global business and like that's that's a thing so like he knows people who live in japan and have business trips they've had to take that get them to san francisco and like have probably come back and been like yo city's messed up like it's it's not like an inside job but i I think you're right like i'm glad it's really nice to just to have the idea of someone who who denies it so emphatically thinks this is all um hoax a hoax uh, with a person who is sitting in there carrying the trauma of having been there. Yeah. literally was right there. Yeah. Um, I also really like the reveal because in the in the whole the whole show we're led to believe that the father had died in the San Francisco attack. Um, right. He had he had died at some point during that attack, and the brother is really upset about. It. Like he blames he blames her. He blames her main character, and she's just she's just like if he was with me, he wouldn't have died because he was with you. He died. And she goes, he wasn't with me when Godzilla attacked San Francisco. He died after that. And like, that's such a big like reveal. And you're you're just like, holy, like even I had a moment like, Oh shit. What? Where, what did he do? Uh, And then we get the, like the reveal that he's, that he like shows up and he's like, Hey, I've got it all worked out. I'm going to leave. Bye. (laughs) Got to go to the Arctic circle for some reason. Man's yeah. got secrets. All, all the all the reveals of like the family connections and and who people are to each other, I think, are done really well. You referenced the the fact that she learns that he had another family thing. I also just when that happened, I really just appreciated that. I'm like, that's just that's that's really thoughtful storytelling for this. Like that is unfortunately a very common thing mm-hmm. uh, amongst like traveling businessmen, specifically between like the east the the Eastern Asian countries, China and Japan, etc and the United States uh, tend to have, it's very common. We have a friend in our lives who has gone through this, like have dual families um, and like, they don't know about each other. It's, it's, so it's a really, really juicy, juicy wrinkle to put in here and put these characters on this. Like it, it's such a smart way to take something that's very, very true of what's happened in life for so many families. And keep your American Japan binary in a literal sense of the two kids of a Japan raised kid and an American raised kid uh, now having to reconcile with each other, with their father's history, with these giant monsters, Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. Like what a, what a uh, incredibly smart setup for, uh, I can understand why Apple was like, yes, make the show. Like there's, there's so much good character shit just given to you um, by the inherent nature of this setup yeah I, I i care about all these characters i care about the side characters we have uh may who's like their cyber ex spy lady like we're still learning mm-hmm. about her but she's clearly got like a past in like whether the military or being like uh you know like a, a cyber hacker but like i i like all these characters not to mention of course like white russell and and, and and kurt russell playing the same character like yeah if, if you didn't care about these characters man it's gonna be a tough 10 episodes to watch y'all but like I I don't I wouldn't even mind if we got less monster stuff because I'm so invested in what their story is and the mystery of this shitty father who like yes it's their dad he had two families and he was hiding secrets from both of them yeah and I'm like I'm so interested in like why he thought 
that was okay why he thought like doing the monster stuff hidden was okay like yeah because he's right on some levels with the monarch stuff but obviously the family but also he hid he hid randa's files from monarch so he doesn't trust monarch either yeah yes He's got he's got secrets from everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Th- and this is the thing also is like just that setup again. Like it's so it's not a common framework that you get as a focus yeah. in shows these days. Is this this dual family setup? And it's, it's a it's genre. Just, show. It's just not very common. And the thing is like that and the storytelling of these two two kids coming together over the dad's death that might not be a death. That alone would be a good show. Yeah. And then you put all the Titan and the monarch and the family history and the flashbacks and all that to it. And that elevates it so much. But like it's it's already just like what a strong, strong foundation for character storytelling um, that they've crafted. Something that you, that you said, Ryan, was really interesting to me. You, you said you, you put less monsters in it. And you still care. And like when this move, when this show, when this show was uh being developed we were kind of like well you're developing a kaiju show live action kaiju show it's very difficult because like how do you balance that how do you bring in the monsters how do you balance it especially with your vfx budget going to be significantly diminished compared to a movie like what are you what how are you going to balance that and like coming from like well the monster verse is great with characters anyway so like where are we like are is this going to be the one and like and like i was concerned going into it like would are there going to be enough monsters for me to be interested in uh in the show but a beautiful thing happened and it is that i immediately care about all these characters um i love our our trio in the past and our 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 main characters in the in the present um and i think that like and uh like they're all acting i love i love how how, how, i love all the acting i love all the character work i love um all the characters um and Wyatt Russell is such a delight. We have so far more of Wyatt Russell than we have of Kurt, Kurt Russell. Um, but uh, I think they're both so good. Um, this is an episode three, but like there's the, there's the one fade shot that goes from Kurt Russell to his son. And oh, you're yeah. just like, holy shit. And that's that's like, you know, they were like in the in like the writing room going, yo, we're going to have a fade between them two and it's going to kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Like, I'm like, uh, just watching an interview with them recently, they were on Fallon or Kimla. I don't, I never remember because I don't care who the host is. But like, they were like, we've been asked a bunch of times to be in movies together, but it's never to play the same character. It's always to play relatives, father and son, or something like that. And like that immediately was different and fun. Also, the script was really good, so we wanted to sign on. And I'm like, hell They're yeah! They're also both big dorks for Godzilla. Hell yeah! I love uh, that. Yeah. Kurt Russell's long been a fan, and so because he's long been a fan, he showed why it godzilla stuff when he was a kid hell yeah so like it's a whole thing i love it um yeah i think that's that's all that's all so good um it's it's just there's two types of kaiju stories that are really really good right that that we that we really like coming away from and it's like one is the well that was just like a really great kaiju wrestling movie essentially final wars yeah, like wow, that, that, was, final that was a great that was a great like smackdown film. Yeah. Um and then and then the alternative is like one where the kaiju are there to um deepen and accentuate the things that are going on with the human characters and like craft the narrative like like either through metaphor or through the exaggeration of what would be more relatable, tenable things for our lives, uh uh a human story that is happening at the center of it. And like that's more rare to be successful in the kaiju genre, but that's what this is, right? Is like as we were just saying, is this this all this family story is interesting on its own, and then the Titan stuff is just heightening 
the intensity and the drama and all these kinds of things and, and the visual interest of this story. But but all of it is feeding a narrative that is so human based and so so family driven based. And like none of the MonsterVerse stories have really cleared this bar before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Comical uh, Island, which I love, like it's got a loose, loose, close version of this, which is like a man who is told that the Vietnam War is over and doesn't want the war to be over because he doesn't know what to do after it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's certainly there. Um, but this is far, far more integrated into the story. And we're still getting kaiju every episode. So yeah. like, yeah. it's a win, baby. One of the things that you mentioned is uh, one of the connections to Kongsville Island that I really appreciate is that we see the USS Lawton. Um, yeah. Which is uh, mentioned in Kong Skull Island. Um, and uh, as Randa is the only survivor um, from that. And I, it kind of like, it kind of like deepens the mystery of like, how did that ship get there? Like, because like even in Kong Skull Island, you're like, oh, did Godzilla attack the ship? But then in here, you're like, oh, wait, how, why would Godzilla attack the ship and then drop it somewhere? Like, what was, the, what, what, ha- what happened to that ship really? Um, and I really, I really like that. They don't give like, uh, an answer to exactly what happened to that ship but also i thought it was going to be pacific rim portals in the ocean dude i swear to god like how how <laughs> does it get there it's it's a, it's lay, it's laylocked what are we doing here like no i thought it was funny that'd be funny <laughs> oh um uh i really uh so i really like that we get to see it we get to see that event and not only that but it's the first it's the it's really the uh, inaugural uh mission of of what would become monarch because in this uh, in this story is they just met each other and they haven't become monarch officially yet um and I and I like that, like, oh, there's a, there's so much that I like in the scene. Holy shit. I'm sorry. Real quickly. Um, there's another bit like really like in the beginning when they first meet uh, Randa and I'm sorry, Keiko. Um, and she's um, and they're like, oh, we're looking for the same thing. But by diff- by like different ways of looking for it, this this radiation thing that's like doing this weird zigzag in the sky. And they both are like, this is something and we don't know what this is um right. turns out and they have, the... they have and like you said like they're they're looking for the same thing in two different ways and then when they put yeah. both of their maps together it's the exact same thing so yeah so, there something's correct here in both of their assumptions uh and i think it's just really fun uh, uh that 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 trio of knowing knowing that they're married in the first episode and then seeing them in the second episode like meet and yeah. like how they develop it's so cute and clearly like white russell is like <laughs> It's funny because like he'll he'll stop someone from like hitting on a woman in a bar, but he'll totally be misogynist. Like you're a scientist, can't believe that. Yeah. And like I'm slowly getting over that too. Like that's character development throughout throughout the next couple episodes. And yeah. I'm like, it's really good stuff. Like it's like everyone has like a like a foundation of who their character is. Uh, it's just it's it's lovely to watch. I think that trio is really well cast. Um, uh, Randa like ages real rough that, in the next twenty years. It, dude, it's like fifteen years, and he's John Goodman. Here's, I'm like, ah. I, I will, I will say, it's it's still extreme. However, um, knowing that his wife dies, yes, uh, people do like degrade physically a lot um, sure. when they lose a partner that they care deeply about, and yeah. like that that can happen. Um, so I can fudge it a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. um it's, i also think it's funny i also think it's funny that the opening credits for cog skull island like they have the, the historical photos of like when randa first joins park and it's like goodman from like um Roseanne. Roseanne. <laughs> yeah so it's like these don't but it's, it's whatever it's a, it's a tv show it's absolutely like not a big deal it's just when you have kurt and white russell become that character and then you have these two characters like oh well, this are- is the thing this is the thing is that it, i'm like i could accept that like he gets like really gaunt and all that but like 
Kurt Russell is like 50 years past where John Goodman dies. Yeah. And it's aged like fine like, wine. Like wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is a little like, yo, what? But there's a, there's a reason why, why, why uh, Shaw, his name is Shaw, um, yeah, has yeah, aged Shaw. much slower than he should have. Um, and I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah. You think there's, you think there's actually something going on with him? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, he, they, he was, there's, he's locked up somewhere for like, what, like decades? That's like, he's locked up. Well, there's like the decades. line, there's the line of the third episode where he says, good, just good genes, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I know. I don't know. I didn't know if that was like a joke, a joke, or they were trying to imply that there actually is something up with why he's so youthful looking still comparatively yeah. Um, yeah, to his good. contemporary. I, I don't know if I'm willing to buy that they're going to go for like, yeah, something's actually happened to him. Um, mostly because I don't know if we're there in the MonsterVerse yet to do that kind of thing. Um, this is how we learn he's been an alien the whole time. Yeah! Um, <laughs> the zillions, uh, they've done it! Yay! Um, uh, I, I don't know about that, but I do think it's very funny to look between John Goodman when he dies in Skull Island. And well, especially like, because they 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 have called attention to it being John Goodman uh, be, having Randa grow into John Goodman and having um, uh, 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 Liam Shaw grow into Kurt, Kurt Douglas, um, Kurt Russell. Um, yeah. Like the 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 thing of like um, like it just it just feels like there kind of has to be because like I mean look Kurt Russell looks great he he's he's supposed to be ninety like roughly and uh, and and this and like ninety years old like you don't look that good at ninety years old. They really might just be trying to like play it off though. Maybe. I, I I really I just I don't I'm currently at a point where I don't I'm not anticipating the like mm -hmm. yeah he got rubbed in the goo by this one kaiju and like yeah now he's now he's kind of young. <laughs> I hope it's that. I hope it's we got he got rubbed in the goo. Yeah yeah I mean like what else? <laughs> like, <laughs> um because like the 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 monsterverse relation with radiation this is just kind of me spitballing, but the MonsterVerse, uh, the MonsterVerse's um, relationship with radiation has been kind of weird, uh, to say it politely. Um, if you remember in, Con in uh, King of the Monsters, when it's just like, yeah, the radiation is actually good, and it makes... And you remember how they destroyed Vegas? Well, now it's a forest. Um, so, like, the, the whole thing of, like, of, like, this whole... This idea of, like, oh, the radiation is actually from the hollow Earth. And so, like, if you wanted to be, like... His exposure to one of the one of these titans' radiation, um, uh, radioactive um, wake, uh, affected him in this way. I could buy that. I, I'm, I'm. That's not too far off from what we've already done. Sure. I mean, like, yeah, I, I do like the MonsterVerse's interpretation of like they wanted to keep it tied to like the radiation that inspires Godzilla and that kind of stuff. But like, the the idea that the processing existence of them consuming radiation changes the way that radiation interacts with the environment is, is certainly interesting. Interesting um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of an implication that like you could go like the full earth restoring itself kind of idea. Uh, the Titans were there long before the Titans will be here long after because the Titans mm -hmm. restore the earth to the state that it prefers to be. Mm -hmm. You could do all that kind of stuff. And, I don't think that's let's something this show's good. We haven't brought up one of our antagonists. Let's talk about Tim, the computer man, Tim. Who, who goes rogue to find to find these monsterverse files. Because I'm so <laughs> interested in why he did this. I think he's just like yeah, he like it looked like he was like he's a desk guy, and he's like this is my way to to the big ticket to get upstairs. 
and like he just goes rogue in a way because like it's an unsanctioned uh uh like the leader of monarch comes to talk to him that late oh is that episode three yeah, that's absolutely yeah. better. But still, like, it doesn't look like this we, is his field. What what we get what we get said is that there's a name mentioned, like you want to pass this up, and he's like, no, 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 that's fine. Um, he doesn't want this. I don't. I don't know. I'm curious. I am curious. I wonder if we're doing a uh, like he is uh, trying to do that. What you said, like, he's like a the, glory hound. climb the company ladder yeah. for for this kind of stuff. Or I'm wondering if he's uh, in the pocket of another organization, but inside mm. of Monarch. Oh, he's like a double agent. I didn't even consider that. Um, That's pretty good. I'm wondering if if he's he's like uh, cocoon. Uh, I'll, evil put Monarch. I'll put it this way: this is my current theory, and like I could be way off, but we have very limited information about why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he is a literally a, a head of military plant. That they want in there oh, okay. to get information to say that Monarch is protecting the Titans and hiding information that the military needs to destroy them. Mm, okay. And like that, that's their angle is that they want to wipe out the Titans and they feel Monarch is not only protecting them, but blocking the military from getting information that would be crucial to destroying mm. them. Some of episode three, again, which we won't talk about, but some of episode three can actually make me believe that. With where that stuff goes. Because you think about like the, yeah. the whole conversation around Monarch again would now shift because of Sarah Zawa being right about Godzilla yeah, yeah. in the 2014 film G-Day. Um, so I could definitely see, especially with the angle that they're playing, showing us stuff in the past and how the military handled things and, and got involved. Yeah. Um, that we'll get into uh, when we talk about more episodes in the future. Um, that it's it's kind of like a military coup in a sense of like, uh, these are dangerous threats. These are targets. You have information that you're not sharing yeah, about yeah, yeah. threats. I like that idea. <clears throat> Especially in King of the Monsters, we learned that Monarch has discovered 17 new kaiju um, mm -hmm. between the events of, of G Day and where we meet when the Monster Zero breaking free. Yeah, yeah. And like Randa's files are considered like foundational files that that have been lost to time about like origins of, of the Titans and stuff like that. For 40 so, years. So yeah. I could see the path uh, of that. Um, I wonder if it's something like that, but I can also totally see the corporate ladder thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think there's just still a fair bit in play of no. Uh, I like Tim's goal. I like I like that idea. I consider that that's a good one. I want to talk about before we before we end this, um, Ion Dragon, which is the uh, the new kaiju we meet in episode two. Um, right. I uh, that's a that's a really good scene i gotta say like when we're when we're the, the attack is coming from the outside we're just inside this claustrophobic ship and the claws yeah. are coming through it's really good uh i really i just thinking of that scene i really like when randa goes and opens his old chest yeah his old baseball cap yeah I yeah i really like that this this kind of kind of absolves the idea that there's like whether or not it's meant to sit with the audience that Godzilla would have been the one that attacked the ship, like it's certainly kind of implied that that's what Randa would have mm -hmm. thought um, by the context clues in Kongsville Island. Like now we know that's no longer the case. Um, mm -hmm. I that that it, he would assume it's Godzilla. Uh, and I, I do like the revisiting of that and everything. And, and mm -hmm. like that, that still being part of his origin with why he was pursuing the Titans to begin with. Yeah. I think that's I mean, all really well incorporated. We see like, um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just going to say I liked the bit where uh, they turn the corner 
and then the goop is back. Uh, and they're yes. like, oh, that wasn't there before. Yes. I, I didn't think... I don't know what I expected. Because, like, clearly we see the, the the dragon stuff in the air. I was expecting, like, maybe a baby. But we got a full-on dragon monster. And I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, there's a big old dragon monster. I think that's really cool. And, like, it's just, like, it's just great cinematic storytelling. Like, uh, Lee's driving away and he sees it in the air and he's like... God damn it, those kids were right. And he drives back to go <laughs> save them. Uh, I think it's just really great. It was really, it was really, uh, it was really thrilling. And again, it was really well shot. Like, like you said, Brandon, having it be contained in the ship, uh, so we don't see the monster till the end. It's just that's just good. That's just good monster, you know, monster filmmaking. Yeah, I like the scene quite a lot, and I also like the design of the dragon. I think it's a really cool one. All the all the monsters that we've seen, uh, uh, even including future episodes, are cool and unique. And like I'm like yeah, they're like I'm totally fine with that being a new monster in this in the, the new Titan in this monster verse. Yeah, um, I had a couple of uh, notes from these first two episodes I wanted to highlight. Um, the the part where um, she gets to Japan and they're spraying the plane down, mm -hmm. and the guy's like, "It's the illusion of safety." Like this this like like parasites have anything to do with it? Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. They're just trying anything. Uh, just air, <laughs> uh, which I think is really really funny. Um, uh tim's attempted abduction of her is so bad car crash mm -hmm. yeah just, just she once he puts the bag on her and she's like no i really can't do this and he's like it's fine just breathe then i'm like tim you're so bad at this like he's so it feels bad like it's his first it. time being an agent in the field he's like this is what we do right am i doing this right yeah um, he's got a tough bodyguard, like the French bodyguard. Like she's, she doesn't say or do a lot, but like she's, she, she's, uh, she she's, can speak Japanese and he can't. Yes. And so like, he looks really incompetent yeah, yeah. when they're trying to engage with the family. Um, on that note, just, I think the, the handling of, um, the dual languages and like who can speak it, who can't. And when it ha comes up, that's all really well-written. Yeah. Um, especially like the revelation that, that she can speak Japanese and they're like, you've been lying the whole time. She's like, I didn't lie. I just, I just didn't tell you. I spoke Japanese. Yeah. Like <laughs> you just assumed. Oh, which I don't know why, because like our dad is the same person. Yeah. What was the line that that Kurt Russell says uh, repeats from Keiko? Um, a lie, a, a lie, and a secret aren't the same thing, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, something like that. A yeah, lie yeah. and a secret aren't the same thing. There's a lot of really good lines in here. There's a lot of well thought out dialogue. Um, really excellent exchanges between characters. Uh, th that's also part of it. Like they're good characters. This is also a sharply written show. Um, yeah. These characters are well defined. Their lines are are really, really to the point and tactful. And like, whether they're supposed to be emotional or um, investigative, like they're all they're they're really, really well thought out uh, in the dialogue. I I love the 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 ending when like in episode two when we go to see Kurt Russell at his re retirement home. Which is definitely not a prison for 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 these people. Uh, and he's been he's been there for who knows how long. And the second he has a reason to leave, he's like, "All right, let's escape." Cutting this thing off. I got an escape plan. Like, yo, you've been thinking about this for a long time, haven't you? Uh, there's cameras and all the trees. I'm like, that's a cool, just a cool, a cool. Uh, I want to know. I, we won't get any more, but I'm really curious about like, is this where they just put all their old monarch employees who they they can't kill just in this retirement home in Japan? I'm like, that's <laughs> it's very interesting. Like, I think specifically, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, Sparks yeah. is right. I think specifically people who are who they don't want out in the world. Yeah, yeah. That's that's also the interesting thing is because like where does Shaw fit into to the he doesn't fit the monarch agenda? What is the monarch agenda, and how many agendas are in monarch? Uh, is mm -hmm. also 
I think something. God, this show's good. Like they really, they they really just like deepened the institution and deepened the characters and made everything far more interesting and impactful. Do you guys think we will see post uh, uh, the grandmother's death? Do you think? Do you think? Are we moving towards that oh, moment, oh, uh, or do you think like because this is ten episodes is a long time? <laughs> Like, do you think we'll move past that? Because, like, I, I don't think... I think there's at least one episode. Yeah, because, like, we got to see how how Lee gets disbanded from Monarch and thrown into old person retirement home jail. Especially, so, like, we, we know that Lee and Randa stay friends after that because the 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 mom, uh, the the brother's mom, um, yeah. knows Lee personally. And so That's he's, right. he's, he's your uncle, uncle, uncle Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. So, like... There wasn't like a falling out or anything. It's just something happened. Uh, and yeah. I'm curious to know what that is. He probably got thrown in jail and couldn't say anything about it. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in it. Uh, I, I think I think there will be. I think there will be one story arc that is post yeah. her, the loss of her. Um, because I think, you'll get, I think you'll get some stuff about Randon, like his son when he's young. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some, some of that flesh out, like how Shaw is there around for them um and that kind of thing because like i won't say that shaw has romantic love for keiko i don't think they're gonna go that way with it um or if he did he respected their bond to i think to do anything about it yeah but yeah, i will yeah. I, but what i would say is that he did love her yeah like he cared very deeply about her so yes, like yes. uh so so i think that forging of like a connection of of wanting to protect them will will be prominent in it um we're yeah, I think they're. I think it's a good show. It's it's really well thought out. One last thing, uh, we haven't talked about her at all, but I also really enjoy May. Um, I brought her up a little bit. Uh, uh, she's. I think she's a really well grounded character. Um, really, I like how she navigates conversation with Kentaro, who I uh, particularly in these two episodes, I I'm like, oh my god, Kentaro, shut up. Yeah, he's got <laughs> so much a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I get it. It's a totally, it's a totally reasonable reaction to the information he learns. Like, there's two, there's two sides of it that you're getting, which is the, uh, cool, my dad was a piece of shit. Great, so happy to know this. And then there's the other one, which is like, this can't possibly be true about my dad. My dad was awesome. Yeah. Um, and like, you're getting both of those. And like, Kentaro's more annoying because you know Kentaro's wrong. <laughs> and so... <laughs> he also, like, I know it's unintentional, but, like, I'm gonna go to the one person I know who could do this. And, like, he, it feels like he's using May, but he does care for her. But, like, their, their relationship's also really interesting that I want to know more of. Because, like, she says, like, I was ready to make it real and you weren't, or something like that. Yeah. So, like, and then he comes running to her when he has and daddy. And he, he comes running back in, and, yeah, and yeah. it does feel like this is serving a dual purpose for yes. Kentaro to to involve her. It's like a reason to go to her. Yeah, yeah. And like I and I and like he was all just that waiting stuff. for an excuse. Yeah, which makes him feel like a real person. Yeah. and it also makes May for her level of involvement feel like a real person. And it was smart of her to digitize all those files. <laughs> um. I like uh, one of the things that I really appreciate about the show is that it's not just strictly movie canon. Shaw's from the Godzilla Aftermath, no, Godzilla Awakening comic. Um, mm -hmm. He's a character from that book that I that I obviously the the books are loose canon and the show is making them even looser. Uh, but the but the idea of like the fact that like Chris Black and Matt Fraction were interested enough in the kind of the the as small as it is the wider monster verse lore to incorporate into the show is really cool especially someone who reads those comics and really interesting to me 
you know who uh, I, I made a joke to Ryan about like getting to see Bradley Whitford by the end of the season <laughs> or something. But you know who I'd really like to see is um is uh, I think it's Hoskins who we see in King of the Monsters, right? Um, Which one is, is that? that his he's the he's the black uh, uh, guy who no 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 the scientist who goes with Randa to Skull Island. Oh and oh we yes. see him grown up. Yeah, true. In King of the Monsters, that's uh, true. With, with Mothra. So if you brought him back at some point in this, I think. That'd oh, be I that that's that feels right. That feels that feels like like a yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see that. I like I uh, King of the Monsters and Godzilla versus Kong are have like all these like little bits of character stuff in them that I'm like, no, give me give me more of that. Give me more of that. Like uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, what's the what's the one? Ren Sarazawa. Sarazawa's kid is working for the bad guys. Like, god damn it, um, man! They do nothing so with that. Oh my god! Deeply unexplored. Yeah. And then uh, the Mothra twins are in yeah. the King of the Monsters, um, played by one actress, but still um, with the with the the Hodgkins character they're talking about. Like, I want that. Give me. Let's extrapolate that. Let's see them. I want. I would love right. to see at least Hodgkins come back and come in the show. Hopefully, this show. I thought of it because of yeah. the really good comic. Like my favorite of the MonsterVerse comics, personally, is the the Kong Skull Island tie-in mm. one, which is about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and. Uh, from from one end to the other and and i i think that's really good so the show is 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 doing well critically and people are watching it. like you said brandon like when we go to apple tv plus it's like it's like the number one spot which is great so like hopefully the show can get a couple seasons and like it can explore all the things that we were talking about like all the stuff that like didn't have enough time in the movies or like they just didn't care in the movies and i'm like this is the perfect show to do all that stuff all I, that I, I, stuff. I honestly like you can make me like king of the monsters more if you bring back Famiga and Kyle Chandler, and you start doing like setup stuff. Absolutely, that. that'd be dope as hell, man. Um, and and make it how so that that feels more in conversation with everything that was happening here. Like I'll I'll like that story a bit more. It can do if some... I'm giving good lead in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a one last thing I want to bring up. Two last things I want to bring up. Uh, it's a shame this has overshadowed the conversation over Skull Island, which is a good animated show. Uh, it is much better, but it, that show is is part of the MonsterVerse, and I wish people more people saw it. Probably not getting a second season of that one. Likely mm -hmm. getting a second season of this one, which is nice, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if I, just on a surface level, if I had to pick... <laughs> sure. I'd, I'd I mean, want more of this. Absolutely. I want more of both, because I like both these shows quite a lot. So what, what I will say in relation to Skull Island is I do wonder if... Um, all this stuff around Randa's files, like where it might ultimately be heading, because it should head somewhere. Um, is Monarch retaking up interest in Skull Island? Because we know they go back. Because in my mind, yeah. um, it's like they've left it. Monarch has more or less left it alone, unless you're going to tell me that the animated show would say different. The animated show doesn't deal with Monarch at all. Yeah. So, like, I think that this could be why Monarch picks the interest back up in Skull Island. Yeah. Yeah. Like that they um, haven't maintained it since. Uh, but like they they go back now, because the the animated show still is in the '90s, I think it is. Um, so it's still you know it's still kind of before this, but 20 years after Kong, and there's no monarch presence at all. It's just an island. But you're right because by the time we get to Godzilla vs Kong, Monarch has a presence in in on Skull Island uh, because they protected Kong when the storm came in. Right. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I. Just wanted to shout out the show, the Skull Island show. If you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. If you like this show, if you like the MonsterVerse, just check out that show. The the last thing I do want to say though about this show is how grateful I am because like 
I, from the jump, was always fascinated in the idea of Monarch. I thought it was a really cool idea. I was really interested in this idea of like, you know, this was like, like the monster versus version of shield, right? Like they were, they created this like government organization that knew about these Titans. And I was always so fascinated by it. And I, I kind of like ate up everything that I could find about, about this organization. And like, I like how they are represented in the first three monster verse movies. And I was really disappointed in Godzilla versus Kong when they were just like, eh, we, you know what? I don't know what to do with these guys. No one really does. Screw they up. were like that. They were like that with everybody, though. <laughs> like that was right. all human characters. They're like, we we practically don't want them here, <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's what <laughs> exactly. And you you know, I'm sure Godzilla X Kong and the New Empire is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but big like, monkey, big monkey, two big monkeys. monkeys. But like, I but like I I was really disappointed because like I like what we've gotten. I like Sarah Zawa. I was really disappointed when Sally Hawkins' character died in King of the Monsters. Um. Uh, still I am. I think that was stupid. It was a horrible move. Anyway, um, and like I really think that there was potential for them. And I just kind of thought that after Godzilla vs. Kong, that no more. Don't worry about it. We're done. That we're not going to deal with Monarch anymore. And I was like, fine, all right, it, fine. I get it. And I'm really grateful that this show has come along and really done exactly what I wanted it to do. This is exactly the show I wanted it to be, and I'm so happy it's here. Yeah, uh, I I hard agree. I. It's a thousand percent too late for Godzilla X Kong, but I really hope whatever the next MonsterVerse movie <laughs> is after that is is like taking some cues from this show. Not yeah. even necessarily to involve Monarch more, but certainly to think about how the human element relates to these stories and what they can do with it in a movie setting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I hope that becomes more focal. But if that also translates to incorporate Monarch storytelling more uh, using what what was there. Now, what I will say is super advantageous for them, even though I alluded to that they, they're trying to, I think, be in conversation with King of the Monsters. I am glad that nothing's, while I agree with you that like Monarch's not featured very well in Godzilla vs. Kong, I am glad that nothing was set in stone about Monarch that hinders where this show's storytelling can go. Yeah, yeah. It's kind sure. of open-ended about what we can say Monarch is doing down the road. If anything, because they're, they didn't have a presence in the, that latest movie, like, because Monarch wasn't around, things were worse. So let's get Monarch back up and going or something. Like, like I it is it is really weird that like they just threw away like one of the core concepts of their Monsterverse <laughs> thing. So I'm like, isn't, bring it back, maybe. Isn't Lance Reddick in Godzilla vs. Kong? For like as... seven seconds. Oh yeah. But he yeah, had like uh, scenes yeah. that were cut. I mean, he yeah. was Monarch anyway, whatever. Yeah, it was <laughs> w- weird stuff. Cool fights in that movie though. Yeah, the 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 all three fights are awesome in that movie. Yeah. Um yeah, and and I'm just I'm glad we have the show. I'm I'm glad there is a MonsterVerse movie that has engaged a conversation like this. Uh, that you can have a conversation like this about character and about how the relationship between these monsters. Like I just never thought we'd get it. Like I knew we'd get it with Godzilla minus one, but I never thought we'd get it from an American Godzilla property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I never expected the show to be like awful or anything, but like this show is better than I expected it to be. Like yeah. it is way more, has, has more depth than I expected it to be for, you know, like the kind of movies we've been getting in this universe. So like, I am with you, Brian. Like I'm thankful that like, they really tried with this show, man. They really like put like real hard effort into like, you gotta you got make sure that these characters work, that there's a compelling story and that also monsters are represented, which so far they have been. And, they, and they've yeah. really, like we, we praised it before, but they've really done such a good job with this uh, non-linear storytelling and jumping between different time periods thing because 
like not every show is good at doing that. Yeah. And they've, they've really got a handle on it because they're always keeping the emotional through like clear of who you're following and why. Uh, I, I, and, and like, I, I barely, I, I never feel lost and, and like, yeah. I, I feel completely on track with exactly what they're trying to give me, exactly the story they're trying to tell me. I've, I've, I really admire it. I think they've done a really good job in crafting that narrative. And one last thing right. I'll say real quick is um, uh, I'm also, I know Brandon's happy about this too. I'm just happy to get like, obviously I love our classic Toho monsters, but I'm so glad that not only are we getting new uh, Kaiju um, like the Ion Dragon, but that they look cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, because my biggest thing on Godzilla 2014 is that I kind of don't care about the look of the Mudo, um, at least in the sense that like a lot of that movie is dark and they are big gray things yes. um, moving in yeah. the gray. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, we could have done something cooler. Absolutely. Um, and so having oh. cool designs is really exciting. Not only are we getting well-designed monsters, but they're in the daytime, which is yeah. ridiculous for us for a series with this. I, I, this does not have the budget of Godzilla versus uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. But like the fact that even that like Godzilla King of the Monsters, I I like that movie. I think that movie is fun, but it is it is dark gray particle effects everywhere makes the monster fights fine but hard to see a little bit and so like i was really i'm really excited that we're getting like in the daytime we've seen in the trailer that shot of godzilla in, in the desert when he like that's like holy shit like the balls to be like we're gonna do this we're gonna do this right yeah, things right. are going to look like i like again that i think that i think that like um I've talked about this before. I've talked about, I think I've talked about this with you, Sparks, and I think you agree with me. Like one of the biggest problems with the Titans uh, and, and in the MonsterVerse, and not the ones that the, that have been adapted from Toho. So not Rodan, Ghidorah, Mothra is that they are kind of generic. They don't really look like, there's a big unique. mammoth one we see for a second. I'm like, that's just a big mammoth. With the, with the, yeah. um, with the exception of almost everything in Skull Island, I'll say sure yeah yeah because i really love the skull the scroll the skull walkers i think they look really awesome skull crawlers are maybe the best design kaiju like original yeah. kaiju in the past decade like yeah. uh, that that's a new one like they're they're slick yeah i really like the skull crawlers. yeah uh i love them too i'm just talking about the ones introducing king of the monsters um, yeah, yeah yeah for because, sure because like we they're boring like they don't the like the reason why the Toho monsters are, are so successful is because they, they look interesting. They have personalities that like that's why people like Rodan and Ghidorah, Gigan, uh, Biolante. They don't look like the same monster over and over again. But right. the King of the Monsters fails to make like when people keep talking about like this polls on Twitter, like, do you like it when Monsterverse makes new monsters or Toho monsters? And I'm like, don't make new monsters, you're bad at it. <laughs> um, like there's a reason why these are interesting. However, I'm so happy to say that's not the case for this one. The Ion Dragon looks awesome. It's very unique. It's different. Um, it's it's such a cool looking new monster. And we'll talk. I'll just say it right now. Frostmark, which is the monster in the next episode. Hell yeah! I'm so jazzed about that guy. Really excited about the Frostmark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's just what I just want to say. This movie, this show, is doing everything I wanted the MonsterVerse to, to do since Godzilla 2014. I'm happy it's here. Hell yeah! Give me more. Damn good show. Damn good show. Damn good um, show. Okay. So that'll do it? Yeah, that'll do it. Cool. Um, all right, guys. Sorry Ben couldn't be here. Uh, his work is terrible, as he often tells us, uh, but that is the truth. He is not just a person who hates his job. He is a person who hates his job with justifiable reasons. <laughs> um, 
I think that, uh, as, so the next time, hopefully he'll be on to tell us all about what he thinks of the show. Um, but until then, that was our thoughts. I hope you guys enjoyed them. Um, this was Fake Nerds Watch, of course. So you can check out more Fake Nerds Watch concurrently. Uh, Invincible. Uh, check out that. Uh, a couple episodes of that one are coming. Are out by the time this is out, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, there's plenty more Fake Nerds Watch that you guys can catch up with that have come coming out that have been coming out since the strike has ended for Star Trek Strange the World, Star Wars Ahsoka, Star Trek Lower Decks has just started. I've got the notification today. All sorts of things. Guys, check out our website at fakenerdpodcast.com for all the links to every single one of our shows, all the cool stuff, all the cinephiles, all the animation stations, all the blah, blah, blahs. Um, it's all there in the link below or just go to our website, fakenerdpodcast.com. As I said, Check us out. Uh, support us financially if you'd like at Public and Patreon, which are linked below as well as on our website, as I said. Um, uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all of Fickner Podcast. I am at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, where you can also find me writing for AtomicGeekdom.com. Sparks? Um, you can find me just living in uh, Agata Zilla DeVita at Sparks Witty mm, on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. All right, I'll take it. And Ryan? <laughs> Uh, you could find me uh, being excited about a Godzilla show in two different timelines at DJ Tony Snark all over the internet. All right, guys, like this video, subscribe to this channel, subscribe and review on a, on your podcast of choice. And the next time you see us, guys, uh, stay fake nerds.